0: See you there. Hello there. Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography Podcast. Today, my guest is Nicolette Wires. She is an award winning multipreneur, a wellness and transformational mindset expert, a high performance consultant in the corporate world, an author, and an emotional alchemist. Nicolette, welcome. How are you doing today?
1: Fantastic. How are you
0: today? I am doing amazing. Thank you so much for taking and making the time to be here with me today. I am so grateful to have this opportunity to sit down with you and speak with you and share all about the beautiful light you put out into the world through the work you do. I know we've been trying to get this together for quite a while. So it's very nice to finally have you here. So with all of that being said, let's jump in now all of those titles, as we were just saying before we got on air, people like to put labels and titles on people and things. And so it's a hell of a lot of hats and quite an extensive resume. So I'm curious, how on earth do you find the time for all that you do? And how do you prioritize? And how important is prioritization and organization to you?
1: Yeah, thank you. And thanks so much for having me here. It's it's great to finally be here. So yeah, that's definitely right. What I was saying before is people wanted to put like a label on it, they want to give you a title. and, And i kind of work the opposite way. I actually removed the titles and the labels and everything else as well. On who <laughs> you truly are. So it's always a bit hard for me to give myself those titles and labels and all that stuff. Because at the end of the day, it is who you are, inside of you, of course, that really matters. So what I do is, it is all interlinked. It's not just one stands alone from the other. It's the total work we do. We're multidimensional beings, as we know, we're spiritual beings and we're not living a linear life. So I think we do quite often so many different things and it is the interweaving and the connection with it all, what makes you whole and what makes who I am. So yeah, and prioritizing, I don't even feel that's the right one with all the titles. It's more whatever is, is needed at the time you're working with yeah. clients, talking to people. That's when you know what to prioritize. I don't know beforehand yeah. exactly what to prioritize, yeah. but it's, it's so interweaving and I always see it as like the wheel of life. You have all these different areas of your life and that's whatever I got the priority at the time, whatever's happening at that specific moment is is what you work with. And then yeah. if you can continue working and, and doing and it, it's with my own life as well. Sometimes you prioritize a little bit more of your health and sometimes it's more your relationship and sometimes it's more your business. And finding that balance. So and that yeah. comes in planning. But also don't plan too much. I feel like you also need to go with the flow and see what For
0: well, as spiritual beings, that's what it's about, right? Stepping into the flow and letting things unfold the way they're meant to as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's try right, to force the outcome or expectations. Yes, but we, We're human, so we do that Yes, as
0: well. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. The 3D world, yeah, for sure. So with you wearing so many hats, then what does your morning routine look like?
1: Well, good question. It's right in the morning here in Australia. And beautiful little method I've learned to use is before I wake up to do a little bit of meditation when you're still in that, like, dream sleep state and really before you actually open your eyes and jump out of bed and to start the day. is having that moment, even if that's a couple of minutes or five minutes, to just do your meditation there, right there and then, which is really powerful. The rest of my morning routine, it's, it's I, I don't even call it like a morning routine. It's like your whole day routine as such. But I start my day with a cup of hot water with lemon, ginger and turmeric to really cleanse and everything else as well. I eat f- till about 11 a.m. in the morning. Then I have my morning routines like my yoga practice. Breath work is very important. Even if it's just five or 10 minutes to do some break, I do a lot of Kriya yoga as well. And just really center. I just sit with a cup of tea outside, try to ground and put my feet on the grass, go for a beach walk or go for a walk at least and get out of the house. And have some activity going on as well as like exercise.
0: What drives, motivates, and inspires you to keep going and excelling at all that you do, Nicolette?
1: To keep going is also take a rest.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And sometimes like to do it all, you can't do it all. We can have it all. We can do it all, but also acknowledging that you can't always do it all. So having yeah. that rest is just as much and reset again as well and realize what is important and what is my priority and why do I do what I do? So reevaluation and to just really reignite and course correct if that doesn't work and don't be afraid to change I'm not a person who does the same thing over and over of course this consistency is key but it's also just again go with that flow and if yeah if you want to do it all then it is really tuning in with yourself if that's what you feel like That's important at the moment to do.
0: I would love to know, Nicolette, what were you doing for a living before you made the jump into entrepreneurship? And what was the catalyst for that shift for you?
1: Yeah, great question. For about 25 years, I was in the luxury hotel business and uh, hospitality. I started off with my hotel education as such as Mm -hmm. well. And then I start traveling the world and working in all different places around the world in the hospitality. So the luxury hotel business started from the bottom, climbed the corporate ladder and became general manager of resorts and then CEO of three properties as well. Flying around Australia and managing those properties even though they had their own general managers in the location. So, and running the corporate
0: office. And so what was the catalyst for the shift into entrepreneurship for you?
1: Two things. One was... I didn't know people were saying, oh, you're so stressed. And I'm like, I'm not stressed.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but it was really, pretty obvious. But I was burned out. But as we know, often we don't know that we're burned out till somebody tells you. And what I really noticed was like my whole body, mentally physically and emotionally, spiritually, I was definitely breaking, broken down. I was not broken. But I was just burned out. My body was aching. I had so many illnesses and pains and everything else as well. So my body literally said stop. And I couldn't go for any further. I lost the spark in my eye. So the whole breakdown of that was one of the things that I sat down on the couch and went, what do I really want? And yeah. what came out of it was I just wanted to be happy. And I couldn't keep going the way it was going 24-7. It was just too much. I thought I could do it all, but it was just a moment that it was like, no. And the other moment was getting out of hospitality was too Two other moments, which was one I got fired of not what I was, what they were looking for. And I took yeah. that off like I'm not good enough, which we all have that a lot. Yes, now, absolutely. Um, of course, like 99% of the population will have that. And then it was also moving to the Caribbean, closer to your side of the world, and yeah. having a dream job of being a managing director of a resort and building this whole wellness resort. But three hurricanes later, as we know, it was the worst in the history of, of hurricanes. We call them cyclones here in Australia, but hurricanes. have yeah. been three weeks here in Australia, six cyclones, but it was three in two weeks. And then wow. I thought, one. That is just incredible. We were supposed to be there, but our visa was delayed by two days. And when I started sharing my story at the time, everybody was said not meant to be. And I'm like, what do you mean not meant to be? This is my dream job. And then everything was falling down. My computer crashed. My grandmother passed away. My step-grandmother passed away. Uh, I lost my voice. And I'm like, wow, there's too many signs of saying not meant to be. And all I kept on saying was at least we have each other because we lost in the cyclone, of course, our stuff. We didn't know where our belongings were. But I still had my husband. And that was the main thing that we said, okay, enough is enough. And I lost my passion for the hospitality after that in many ways. So it was quite a few incidents happening one after the other.
0: Signs from the universe you weren't listening, so they kept sending them your way.
1: Absolutely. So <laughs> I listened and said, okay, that's enough. And what is next? All right.
0: All right. I surrender. <laughs>
1: <Yes. laughs> I get it now.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm listening. You have my attention. <laughs>
1: Uh, how many disasters do we need
0: to the most? Well, sometimes it takes that two by four in the back of the head. It throws pebbles at you and you don't listen. So it starts throwing rocks and then it's okay. Here's the two by four. You're going to get it now. <laughs> Absolutely. I noticed that you use terms like practitioner, consultant, expert when referring to the work you do. Was that a conscious choice for you? And if so, what was the logic or thinking behind that decision? Why did you choose those words as opposed to using the word coach?
1: Very good question and you got me right onto that one because first and foremost, there's absolutely no judgment and coach, mm-hmm. I've said it so many times as well that I am a coach. For one or the other reason, it doesn't resonate with me as such. It's, again, listening to my body and it just it doesn't mm-hmm. flow as much out of my mouth. The coaching industry is so unregulated and I don't know how it is really in, in America and stuff, but definitely here in Australia, everybody can call themselves like a coach and you do a course and you coach and all these kind yeah. of things. It was just not who I was. Of course, I've done the programs as well and I'm a master's NLP and, of course, you need to go through the... Practical training, but I've actually done the live experience, and I think I've done all these other things already that is like in my whole life we just talked about before. And then I'm like, how can I actually put those pieces of the puzzle together to actually understand how to facilitate that and how to give that into a practice? And they said, oh well, you get a certificate and you become a coach. And I said, when I start doing all that stuff, all the the certifications, I was like, I've done this, and they're like, no, you haven't. (laughs) I'm like, yes, I've done it in real life, so to me, it's like a bit more how can you teach what you haven't gone through? How can it come from the heart when you haven't lived through it and really, yeah, done it and experienced? That is who I am. And yes, I'm a coach. If that's one word you wanted to kind of make it easy, so everybody understands, um, yet
0: another it. label,
1: <laughs> yeah, another label. And that was just okay. But I'd never fit that box. And yeah, I'll speak about that in my book as well. It's the box I never fitted and will never fit, so I don't fit the box. And maybe it's my disruptive kind of rebellious <laughs> thing of oh, I want to be called a coach, everybody's called a coach. And with all respect, everybody needs a coach, a coach needs a coach. But the word coach I've got so many friends who are coaches and amazing
0: coaches. Yeah.
1: Nothing wrong with the word at all. It it just, just doesn't different. resonate for you? No. no
0: that's okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Now, <laughs> as mentioned off the top, you're a wellness and transformational mindset expert. What is and what does a wellness and transformational mindset expert do?
1: So with the wellness for me, it's again, it's a holistic approach. It's, it's not okay. just the health and the well It's more well-being. It's a holistic approach. Well-being, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. Like yeah. your body is your temple, but it's if you don't have health, Everything else flows from there. So it's a holistic approach of the well-being in all areas of your life. But I see over and over again, and I saw that with myself as I was just talking, like my body was breaking down. So it was my physical body that was breaking down with then the consequences of my emotional issues and everything else. So if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. So that's the cause and and the start of so many of the problems. I see clients come with me as well. Where do we start? It's always the health. So well-being is what it is. And then you want to transform it because what you're doing now is not working or not working as optimum. So you want to get it right. as optimum and that's all different for everybody because we're all unique beings. So for me, that was the thing to kind of comprehend or kind of in one word, if that's what you want to say, rather than just yeah. holistic well-being, because that's the start of all the things what we experience in life. And then it flows through to the emotional and the, and the spiritual part of it. And also the
0: foundational piece, right?
1: Yeah, and also that's where people can easily see results. So people yeah. go, often. I'm overweight, I want to lose five kilos, the scale tells me it's five kilos, I've lost it. That's the yeah. easy part of seeing the result as all the other right. stuff, the transformational is like, can't always measure it. You can, but it's harder to, to see if people need to have a logical in their mind to see a number on a scale, for
0: example. For sure. The word transformation has been coming up a lot for me in my life, my personal life, work and conversations that I'm having, and as we know, transformation often starts with a shift in mindset. How do you guide the individuals you work with in changing their mindset to overcome limiting beliefs and achieving their goals?
1: It's a process, as we know. It's not like an overnight. You can definitely (laughs) (laughs) biohack and do all these kind of fast-track Processes, but at the end of the day, I always say your conditioning and and your limited beliefs has been formed before you were born and definitely in childhood. So it has taken I don't know, for example, you're 40 years old. It has taken yeah. like 40 years to get to where you are. It's not going to take four hours to completely change. <laughs> you. So you need to take the time as well, but it's also the word patience is a word, well, I really need to learn and sometimes still struggle with <laughs> because oh, we I think in, a lot of us do absolutely. And we want it all instant and we live in an environment and in a world that everything goes so fast with technology yeah. and everything yeah. changes and constant change. So we want to see the change within us as transformation. Immediate and Mm -hmm. and it can be, it can change lots of things really instantly. But it's that sustainable success that it is the long term consistency what comes in there, if it's the right consistency, that really transforms. And again, it's what we talked about it, and we go then a little bit deeper straight into it. It's it's trusting the universe to to allow the divine timing, and everybody's on a different journey. So, if I need to have not little pebbles but rocks thrown at me to finally see it <laughs> that's what other people will have as well and some people will get it when they're 20 but trust me you don't get it when you're 20 yet there's still other no. things that just your whole evolution as human beings just let yeah. it unfold
0: i want to keep on this mindset track and the whole mindset thing business and struggles that go along with all of that so often we see and hear from experts like yourself who have overcome adversity and gone through the struggles and transformed the pain to discover through their purpose which is amazing and powerful it's beautiful when you can do that you can take the lessons and you can find what you're looking for i'd love to hear from you with all that you've gone through and come out the other side now what are some of the struggles and things you face today around mindset and imposter syndrome? Just any name a few. I mean, I'm sure you would agree with me just because we have gone through and been through the trenches and come out the other side. That doesn't mean that we're finished and we still don't struggle. So can you share a little bit about that stuff with me for Absolutely. you personally?
1: Because it still happens. Every day. Yeah. And it's, if people say it's not, they're lying. Because it does happen all the time. It's absolutely still happening and we still need somebody else to keep us accountable and to keep us on track. And the work is never done. And I have still often moments that I go, well, I've thought I've gone through that and why is this coming up again? <laughs> and does this ever ends. No, it never ends. And as I said in my book as well, it's a journey without a destination. We're so fixed on the destination and the seeking instead of just finding that inner peace and just allowing us to just be who we are right now because we always want more and it's never yeah. enough and less is more but that acceptance and there's nothing wrong with it's not about right and wrong but it's it's, you can still desire more whatever that more is but also it's also not in a certain place we need to be we put our expectations on that we need to be or or do or have a certain amount money house friendships this and that in our lives right now again when we start trusting that universe but You know, I still have moments like a couple of days ago, I called a friend of mine and said, oh, why is this so hard? This is not working. (laughs) Into you, And I'm like, yeah, that's right. And then you need to practice what you preach.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: I'm human. We're all human. We're not perfect. And that happens. And you feel like you fall back. But for me, it's really transitioning into the next level, into the next level of consciousness to be more aware to just come closer and closer that don't have that as like a goal which you never will make because we yeah. never get to the end because there's not a lifetime to go. And But you don't need to get there. Just enjoy the journey.
0: That's it. That's what it's about. We don't reach the destination. Our, yeah. We're human beings. We're constantly evolving. So the work is never done and it never will be because you're always changing and growing and expanding and all of the things.
1: Absolutely. But it's that acceptance that is what is, and that's behind. Yes. That's yeah.
0: Yeah. For we sure. We all have
1: that because our goal is absolutely.
0: Goal. <laughs> yeah. Of course. <laughs> what is one tip or takeaway that listeners can implement immediately to start reconditioning their mind around that and for the successes that they want? The first thing I've
1: Yeah. The first thing I do with my clients is really tapping into meditation, just to keep that chitter chat monkey chat in your heads quieter Mm -hmm. and some people like when I started I was like how do I do that sometimes it's just as simple as look into a candle and look in the flame of a candle and try not to blink and then when it goes back it's also coming back to the breath have a really people don't know how to breathe that's a whole Mm. different conversation but (laughs) it's that we we breathe up in the chest and then bring it down to your belly and people go oh yeah I know that how to do it but do we do it so even like in a moment of Whatever comes up during the day, you can just go back to your breath. And then in the morning and in the afternoon in the evening before you go to bed, look at a candle or do some meditation. That's the first start of really starting to calm down your nervous system because we're such in that fight or flight. and deep survival stress mode all the time. And that's what is reflecting in our body and everywhere.
0: Yeah, for sure. Thank you for that. Working with high performers in the corporate world, transformation, mindset, and leadership are big pieces of the work you do, I would imagine. I want to speak a bit about leadership. What is the process in your mind that best supports leadership development?
1: First of all, I always ask, are they a manager or are they a leader? Because there's a big difference in that. And as we climb the corporate ladder, as many of us do and have done in the past, you're shifting. And again, you need to become a new person before you become another title of a leader or a manager. So you work your way through the ranks. I mean, at least that was a bit of the old-fashioned way. Nowadays, a lot of people want to be great at the CEO level, but it doesn't always work that way. You can't skip the steps. So for leaders to understand that is what they've gone through and have they not missed any steps? Because if they missed any steps, then they're having a bigger gap to fill. But for the leaders, it's really understanding how to manage people because we work with people and human beings and it's not that you're on the top and you tell them everything what you do you need to inspire and motivate them and that's quite often what leaders don't understand they're just telling them and they delegating but that's more like a manager's role this is really to empower leaders need to empower their teams and their they need to also understand they need to be in alignment with the values of the company and that's a big missing piece what a lot of leaders don't have. They don't even know the values. If you they say, Oh, let me grab this book off the shelf and find that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because
1: they don't know. And I think quite often leaders are not always in the right place in the companies they work for. Right. Um, because have they actually really looked and have they evolved so much and has the company not or has the company evolved and they haven't evolved. Are they still in alignment with the values of the company? And if Mm. they are, then they can be a great leader to empower their team to be so. But have they got the right team underneath them and with them? Because are these all the team in alignment with all the values? And are we all striving for that goal, but for the values of values that in alignment with your own values?
0: So many moving pieces to that puzzle. What would you say is your greatest strength as a high-performance consultant?
1: Been there and done it myself. First and foremost, because how can you talk about things you haven't gone through yourself? You need to speak from the heart and come from experience. Back I believe. to the
0: whole coaching thing,
1: absolutely, <laughs> right? But that's what it is. If you haven't been at the top of a company, and not saying we all have to have been there, but whatever you do, I can only teach and coach if we're going to say that word to the level I've been myself. What yeah. I haven't been, I don't know. It's you true. know what you don't know, so. That's right. And that's why I evolve myself and still learn and get things taught to me and evolve constantly so I can take my clients to the next level as well. And whatever the next level is for them. And I I think it's just really about gauging what the level is and be really honest can I do this? Is this my level or is it too much? And I haven't been there yet. Then say, I think that's I just, I yeah. is where, where you can take them to, can you take them to the next level where they want to go? Can you do that? And be honest and say, yes. Yeah. I and otherwise say, no, I can't or because I haven't been there myself. I don't know the strategies how to take you there.
0: What are three of the most important lessons that you've learned in your career as someone who works with high-performance leaders?
1: Really be yourself. We all try to be somebody else because we compare ourselves and we look what somebody else has. This is what we want. That's very normal. We can still strive and be inspired by others, but at the end of the day, we need to do how the way we wanted to do it. So that's definitely one of the things. And... The other main thing is, is to be listened and to be heard and to be respected. So really respect people that not everybody is the same as we want everybody to be put in that box again. That does not work. So really focus on the uniqueness of your team and the people around you and yourself.
0: What do you consider to be a couple of the essential traits of a successful leader?
1: Authenticity is one of them. Um Empowerment, so delegation, but definitely also empowerment and consistency.
0: You use the term emotional alchemist to describe yourself. Can you talk a little bit about that? What is an emotional alchemist and how it relates to your work, your business and who you are as a woman?
1: Yeah, thank you for that question. It's interesting. That actually been given to me. I didn't put that label on myself. I somebody told me that this is who I am, which was amazing. To describe that in the two words she said, I believe it's all about the emotions. When you control the emotions you and your triggers, you control your system and you control everything, what you do and how you make decisions. So by having that awareness of your emotions, getting rid of all your negative emotions and really emphasizing all the positives, and this is on a deeper level, that it is actually, your body actually gives the signs of your emotions as well. And the part of The Alchemist is, many of you will probably have read the book, The Alchemist, is also finding your way home, home to the heart, who you truly are, and go back to your authenticity and What is your soul journey here? Why are you here in the world? What are you doing? So what I do is removing all those limited beliefs and those negative emotions, being aware of it, then really understand what is important in your life and what is important to you. Coming back to home and then really start creating that life, what you truly want to live. And how can you control your emotions by doing that and just... Really coming from that really love heart, loving, heart-centered space. And it's less from the hat. And the, the journey from the head to the heart is the hardest we always take. And that's yeah. a, con- a continuous journey every single day. That is what happens. And it's just becoming and finding that more inner peace within yourself is what the goal is for many of us.
0: What inspires or lights you up the most about the work that you do, Nicolette?
1: I lost my spark in my eyes. And as soon as I found that again, that was like, yes. And I think for me to see the spark coming back in the eyes of the clients and the people I work with and that joy and that love and that support connection feel that they belong and they feel important again. But it's definitely the spark in somebody's eyes when you see that kind of lit up again.
0: It's a beautiful (laughs) feeling. (laughs) Yeah. On the flip side of that, what would you say is one of the most difficult parts about the work that you do?
1: Probably coming back to your first question, how can you do it all? And <laughs> it's actually doing all, as I said, when I was working as a COO, you had all those teams with you and it's creating the team around me and the people I surround myself with and be able to, to not do it all and delegate that further and empower others to do certain things and just put up your hands and say, this is not my strength. I don't want to put too much time on it yeah
0: i need help or i need help or whatever it is
1: absolutely i think that's
0: an important quality in a leader too is being able to admit and being able to lean on your team right
1: and we can't do it all we're humans and that's when you do it all that's when you go into the cycle (coughs) of the burnout again so that's not what you want to do i don't want to do it all but i I can do it all, but I don't want to do everything. And I think it's just that trust, put that trust in other people who can assist and help you. It might not be always done the way you want it, but also there's other experts out of there who can do it faster, quicker and, and more efficient than me.
0: That speaks to being able to let go too. let your ego get out of the way and just let go of that. Right. Because we want to control a lot of the aspects and you can't.
1: No, and I'm always like, I would like to learn so I understand and I can ask the right questions and I can still see what because you still need to be in your business in that respect, but you need to work on the bigger picture of it. So how can you see what the next step is when you can't see that big picture?
0: Now, you've mentioned a couple times about your book. I want to speak a little bit about that now, your journey into the world of becoming an author. Was becoming an author something that was a bucket list item or a dream for you, something that you'd always wanted to accomplish? And also, is writing always a part of who you are? I mean, did you always like writing growing up and just carried it into your adult years, or was that something that's fairly new for you?
1: I used to read a lot. Not write, but read a lot when I was younger. It's like a little girl. I read books a day. At the time, I didn't write a lot, but that really became when we started to travel. Myself and my husband traveled for two and a half years around the world, backpacking around about 25 years ago. And what happened there is we both wrote, but I wrote mainly, our journals. And this was like our travel journals and it was not just, oh, like we've been here, done that. It was really into depth. And I always said, I want to publish them because there's so much details in what I was feeling and all those kind of things. I didn't even know what I was doing at the time. (laughs) So these became my journals, and journaling of expressing that as well. Then I haven't written for a long time because of the positions I was in and not having the time, and not creating the time, and not making it a priority. Till I hit that rock bottom, and I actually did a reading at an at a Soul Body Mind and Soul Expo here in Australia, and one of the um, the beautiful women I'm still in contact with, she said to me, "Oh, you're going to write a book?" No, she said, "Hold on, books." And I went. <laughs> We'll see, and I didn't really take as much notice, and I've been in contact with her, and she's written her own book and everything else as well. So I've done one co-authors book finished, as you can see behind me here, as you know as well, and then my second one is finished, waiting to be published, and my third one is due in the next couple of weeks. Um, wow. And then... The one I really focus on at at the moment is my own book. So, yeah, it just came about. And then, of course, my beautiful friend, Kaki, who is a really good friend of you as well. We, through the COVID time, we were having Zoom conversations because she lives on the other side of Australia. Mm -hmm. And a whole bunch of beautiful, amazing, inspiring women. And to keep us going and keep us going through the tough times with the lockdowns and everything else. And she came and she said, I'm doing this cover of this book and you need to be in there. And I was like, <laughs>
0: you
1: need to be in there. She showed me the cover, the Feminine," and feminine amount. Like, yeah, that's me. And she said, "Great." <laughs> so I was in. That was as as easy as it was. Again, following your gut feel. You just go yeah. with that. And at that same week I got another person reach out to me and said, We're doing this book series and do you wanna be in there? And I'm like, What's happening? i to like, two in a week and I said no at that time because there was lots going on. I yeah. almost the one with khaki with everything that was happening with my mom and being overseas for six months but I didn't and I'm very glad I didn't and then as soon as I came back from my mom the person who was doing the other series with Wilder Series Woman of Wisdom came back to me and said is it time now? And I said yes it is.
0: <laughs> wow. I
1: The second one, which is a bit of a hint right there, it's Queen Bees. So you see the third one will be Eagle's Eye. So it's it's, an incredible journey. Yeah, very exciting.
0: Lots in the world of authorship and writing. I love it. Yes. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful?
1: Being the quirky me, I am. And (laughs) just... As much as you listen to other people, you get influenced by other people, and that's definitely me as well, but through everything to still stand true to yourself, as hard as that sometimes gets, and kind of go against everybody else, and be the disruptor, and just do what feels right for you, and what, what I want to do, and that's not selfish, it's selfless, I always say, no. and do it my way, there's no point of copy-paste, everybody's copy-paste, but that's... No. Work because it doesn't resonate with me, and that is, and I come to that conclusion all the time. You need to just do what feels right for you. And if everyone says, Yeah, but that doesn't work well, if it works for me, then that's all that really matters.
0: Do you? No one else is you. No, and that's it. Speaking of success, how do you define that word? What does the word success mean to you?
1: Success to me is finding that inner happiness and being that balance. What gives you joy and laughter and what you love to do. It's the experiences to create rather than all the materialistic things to have. And yes, of course, and the ego comes in and you it's about the money and and the house and all these kind of things. But I always said, I don't want a big house. But what is big? It's all in perspective. i want yeah. a healthy house. I want a beautiful home feel to that. That's what I want. So it still can be having things. But Mm -hmm. success to me is just what really, truly makes me happy inside.
0: What is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before you learned it? What was your life like after you learned it?
1: Again, to, to be yourself. Definitely that authenticity, but also... The pressure I've had from when I was a child, like your parents and everything else, and I say this with all love and respect because they only want the best for me, but was the pressure that has been put on to me. And I put it on myself of doing this and achieving and that success, whatever that looked like, if that was in sports in my old days with my speed skating or my school results, all these kind of things that needed to be the best of the best. But hence I say it needs to be simply the best life you want to Mm -hmm. live It doesn't need to be hard and fast and fighting against whatever you're fighting against. It needs to be in that flow to create that success. So these expectations to not put them on myself has really changed and not letting other people put those expectations on me, which is still a process and not always easy to do. But when that changes, the stress just drops off you and the weight drops off you and you just get into (laughs) a more relaxed mode.
0: It's hard. It's a process, though, to step Mm. into that. It's Mm. not easy.
1: No, no, it's the unknown as well. And just that trust is that hardest. But when you get there, then it feels right. And then sometimes the circle starts again, and the process starts again.
0: (laughs) Very true. (laughs) What does the word empowerment mean to you?
1: In the past, I found it hard. I never had those idols, what I looked up to. And we put all those posters on the wall in the old days of of the superstar and the artist and the singer. I feel that for me, I was always looking for that for the outside. It needs to come for the inside. So to be empowered... By others, but also by myself, and then to be empowering to others again and give back. Mm. That is what empowerment is. So, how can we empower and inspire to stand really strong and to have that desire and that drive to move forward within yourself, but yeah. you then also give that back to others? Not just to see that within me and say, This is what I want, that's great, but it's also for them to then find within them again and get that ripple effect going through. It's so a day being in and ourselves. of
0: service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping your questions just be one, two, three, four word answer type thing, okay? Right. How would you describe yourself in one word? Caring. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be?
1: Empowerment.
0: If you could be remembered for one thing, what would that be? Love. What is one thing you love about yourself that is not related to your physical appearance? My energy. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Love. I see a theme here. <laughs> <laughs> if you're writing your autobiography what would the title be be me what is your personal motto
1: be real and raw.
0: that concludes our rapid fire section now back to our regularly scheduled program you did very good
1: <laughs> but we're in the hot already
0: yes I've heard <laughs> what challenge in your life would you say has shaped you the most
1: the one thing that's always hard, I think you get fired from an job and position and company I thought I was so in alignment with and I was but the rest was not so that hurt me a lot and huge step in my back but karma comes around that certain people were moved on later on as well
0: (laughs) very Um, true and it's not not getting
1: back at them at all but it's I didn't feel like the top is the the Certain person, people were there, and they were not in alignment with the values. And I believed I was truly living the values of the company and doing anything cool to to present that to the world.
0: What is one lesson that your career has taught you that you think everybody should learn at some point in their lives?
1: Listen to the messages you've been throwing at, and <laughs> reevaluate. It's just. Don't stay stuck in that cycle of this is what I need to do and other people tell me what to do, but actually listen to yourself and ask the hard questions. Is this truly what makes me
0: happy? That's a tough one. Finding your what lights you up, what sets your soul on fire. It takes you got to do a lot of self-work and figure it out.
1: And it's, it's the part of the courageous and it's hard, but it's sometimes you think, why did I start it? But you can't go back. And it's just that tunnel of turbulence, I always say. You go through the tunnel, it gets really turbulent and shaking. Then there's that moment of surrender and trust. And then there's always light at the end of the tunnel. But getting through the tunnel and multiple times and thinking like, why does that never stop? Why is there always another tunnel? But the tunnel gets shorter and less dark and lighter quickly, less turbulent, everything else. Because you gain the tools. It's building your toolbox on how to deal with that. What I really believe is what has helped me get through so many of those times.
0: Nicolette, what is your why?
1: To have an impact in the world for everybody to get their spark back in there.
0: That's a beautiful why. What's something surprising that you've learned about yourself in the last year?
1: So many things. How calm I've become and be able to deal with everything what I went through with my mom and that I don't need to wait till you rest in peace as everybody says to find that peace and how the relationship I thought I had with my mom was so different than I really had. It was beautiful, amazing. I'm so grateful that everything we've gone through the journey together. Before I get teary again, yeah. That's what I learned, that, yeah, that relationship is not always what you think it is and the, the calmness you can have if you really need to do what you need to do.
0: Thank you for sharing that. If you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one-hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, who would it be and why?
1: That's a very tough question.
0: <laughs> There's so many incredible women.
1: <laughs> I Yeah.
0: Alive or dead, it doesn't matter.
1: Let me go with somebody I really admired and not even understanding at the time when I admired her. It was Oprah Winfrey, and I know we all know her, but I was listening to her show so often of what she did and the conversations she had with people sitting just on the couch and having that conversation and an impact she had on the world and those women and men sitting there changing their lives. And I was often in tears. And I was in Holland at the time. Yeah. that what got me through some of my lonely time which i didn't even know i had already when i was studying i was living on my own and those feeling that you're not alone you're alone physically alone but people go through things and it's not always roses and moonlights as we say and it's but there's always again that light at the end of the tunnel and she was alive too many
0: if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice what would that piece of advice be
1: trust yourself
0: lean into that that's a tough one too Trusting mm-hmm. and allowing, trusting yourself, all of it. Absolutely. It's and
1: that accomplishes so much of not always listening to people and not getting distracted and not compare yourself and not judge others, so many mm-hmm. things. But it's just mm. come back to who you are and trust what is in here. That That is the answer.
0: Lastly, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, your tribe, your corner of the world, your people, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What words of wisdom would you impart?
1: Don't wait. Don't have any regrets till you come to the end of the life. Live life every single second and don't be lived. Be true to yourself and surround you with all the happiness in the world you can because it's over before you know. And just, again, trust and be yourself and have fun and live the life you want to live according to your rules and regulations, not anybody else's.
0: Thank you so much for sharing, Nicolette. It has been an absolute honor and pleasure to have you here, and to have this opportunity to sit down and speak with you. Thank you so much for sharing your story, your journey, and the beautiful light you put out into the world through the work you do. I appreciate you. I am grateful to have you as a member of the Empowerography community and have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. So thank you for being here with me today. For those listening, could you please share with where people can connect, connect with you so they can learn more about who you are, what you do, and if they want to work with you.
1: Yeah, they can connect with me. Probably best through LinkedIn. Nicolette Wires in the LinkedIn.
0: I'll put your links in the show notes. Once again, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you, Nicolette. I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. You're a beautiful, bright light in the world. So thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Brett, for this opportunity. And as always, it's always great to chat and uh, have amazing conversations together. Thank you so much. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of the Powerography Podcast. Today, my guest has been Nicolette Wires. She is a transformational mindset expert, a award-winning multi-entrepreneur, a high-performance consultant in the corporate world, an author, and an emotional alchemist. Thank you so much, Nicolette. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.
1: Thank you so much. See you soon.